you guys do anything cool this weekend? Anybody? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, um, that's funny. You, you muted yourself laughing, Bob. You <laughs> muted yourself. <clears throat> uh, no, what I did this weekend, I actually was in Ohio. Pachudo, I've been waiting for you. I was uh, in Ohio at, I was at, uh, uh, there I go. I did it on purpose. I was at Hartville Hardware. You know, I've been saying it wrong the whole time. I kept saying Hartsville. And the few people that showed up reminded me I said it wrong. So I'm sorry to huh. the people from the town of Hartville Hardware. Because the actual heart, hardware store is the town. That's how big wow. it is. Wow. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. There's individual houses <laughs> inside of the hardware store. I think he said, <laughs> if I remember, it was either 400,000 or 500,000 under a roof, square feet. 400,000 square feet Whoa. under a roof. It looks insane. It's It was unbelievable. And you know, it was cool. I, I was there demoing for Weaver Leather, but there was representatives. It was a very special sale weekend that they apparently, it's like an annual thing. But there was representatives from everybody there, from Laguna to Milwaukee to DeWalt. Even the shaper was there. And there was a gentleman demonstrating the shaper, the new router with the with the automotive automated control. And... Joe from Arbortech was there. No, I'm sorry, Troy. Troy from Arbortech was there. I don't know if you guys know Troy. You probably don't know Troy. He's, he's been at a few of the events I've been at. And uh, I had no idea that he was there. We bumped into each other at the hotel after the whole event was completely over. Oh, and on a whim, somebody in my... I did two appearances and somebody in the audience said, hey, are you going to go see Nick tonight in Columbus? Nick Offerman. And so I go, he's in Columbus? And we were about two hours away from Columbus. So I texted him and he said, well, I'll be in Cleveland tomorrow night. So... The following night, me and a couple of the guys from Weaver went to go see Nick in Cleveland at the theater. I had a free ticket to go to that, and I was like, <gasps> oh, it's too far away, because it, it's like a two and a half hour drive. And so I was, far and it was only you, one yeah. ticket, and it was only one ticket, so I would be going by myself. So I turned it down. We could have we figured out a way to sit near each other. Oh, man. It was very, very last minute. <laughs> I didn't even know. So I, I texted. Nick said, well, I'll stop and say hi to you between columbus and cleveland and i said well it's just so you don't have to bother and get off the highway i'll i'll just come to your show and meet you there and we did that and so i saw him the other night it was a lot of fun we got to hang out a little bit afterwards in the in his green room and the guys from weaver got a chance to say hi to him and it was fun we had a nice time hmm. but it was a very was good trip good i was going through my uh my facebook feed my personal facebook feed and my my friend mark i had a picture of him and you together and i was like oh wait that's jimmy he showed up on facebook feed so you you met one of my local friends here oh very cool that's really cool we we had a lot of laughs the i did a demonstration of me making a little tool tote out of wooden sides with leather on the broad side kind of like your classic toolbox shape and i just did a little conversation while i was building it and did some q a while i was working on it i only had an hour on friday an hour on saturday bigger crowd showed up on saturday it was good Met a lot of a lot of nice folks that came out. So if you listen to this, I just want to say thank you for coming to that. It was it was a good time, and I, I shot a video with Weaver at their factory with Chuck. Chuck is their 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 uh, teacher, their leather teacher on their website. He's a very skilled guy. I learned a lot hanging out with him. We made four belts. They're going to turn that into a video for their channel. So that was fun. It was a good productive few days, and it was an, a nice surprise visit with Nick. So you never know. You never know what you're going to get. That's what makes life exciting. Yes. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Chuck does have some really good stuff. Like, I am just dipping my toes in the leatherworking stuff, but watching their videos, I learned a lot from him. And he, 
he speaks about it really easily and clearly and yeah. he's excited about it and it's not as boring as some of the other leather working videos out there. So I was so. watching I was with them when your video released and they were very excited about your video, Bob. Good. Oh good. High praise awesome. at the office there. They're really happy. Awesome. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. It's not doing as well as I expected, which whatever. That's just the way it happens sometimes. But um I was pretty excited about it, and I had heard that they enjoyed it, so that was cool. And then it's just, you know, when things don't perform as well as you hope, it's always a little deflating. But well, now way, I got after you announce it. it here on the website on the on the podcast, it's going to go nuts. It's gonna, just going to oh, take yeah. off. Yeah, sweet, yeah. awesome. I should do that every week. Then talk about. <laughs> Wait, oh yeah, I do that every week. <laughs> well, let's see. What did I do this week? Um nothing nothing that's not true i mean i'm sure i did stuff this week but uh nothing really stands out i'm actually working on a programming project for uh coming up in a few weeks and so that's been kind of weird i spent a lot of the friday of last week just kind of heads down running code for the first time in a really long time and it's been a little bit fun but mostly just kind of like oh wow yeah I don't, I don't really miss this because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's bigger than just uh you know like turning well it is turning lights on and off but it's bigger than just turning lights on and off so there's a little more to it and a little more thought that has to go into the entire uh project and so i'd kind of forgotten about <clears throat> um excuse me some of the the software engineering stuff you have to think a little far ahead before you start writing anything to make sure that you do it in the best way possible to so you don't have to redo things down the road. I guess it's like anything else. But I'm out of that practice. I, I can go into the shop and just like tinker around and just grab a piece of wood and cut it to fit the thing. And if it's not quite right, then I just shave it off a little bit and then it fits. And, you know, with writing multi-dimensional arrays and all this type of stuff, you have to, you have to plan ahead a little bit. And if you don't, then you have to do the whole work twice so that's been kind of interesting to get back to but i think it'll turn out to be a cool project it's just a lot of it's a lot of work that you can't show off you know like i can sit here at the computer for four or five hours trying to figure this thing out testing it over and over and over in a little text window on the screen and that's it you know, I can't just be like, hey, check out this video, this cool cinematic shot of me typing. <laughs> so. That's that's why when, I, when I'm when i at the computer and if I'm doing a quick illustration design, for instance, to make a cut path, I do it super fast. At least it gives somebody a little bit of an insight of how I got there. But it's always just like, really quick. Yeah. You should put those sound effects in it because that would be good. awesome. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll make, you know, programming videos on the second channel. And because some, some people who care about that and have experience with it or want it, they care, they want to see a slower walkthrough of why it does what it does or, you know, an explanation of some of the code. Um, but that's a pretty small group of people per project. Like the funnel is they have to like the project and then they have to want to try to figure it out themselves. And then the, they have to have the skill set to think it's worth trying and then they have to have the time to sit down and watch a long video you know so that funnel gets smaller and smaller and so the people that watch it become fewer and fewer so it's hard for me to justify that type of video sometimes even on the second channel not for performance sake just because of the time it takes to do it right but you know it works for some people so Hmm. so I put out a video over the weekend uh, making a box with a with Bob's favorite tool, the jigsaw. 
<laughs> I built. I watched I only that used... on the. I watched that last night on the airplane. It was really well done. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, the only one power tool to make the whole box, and that was the jigsaw. And we we did some blade tests at the beginning. We found the blade that gave us the the cleanest cut in the plywood. We used some straight edges and cut all the parts for the box, and then we veneered the entire box to make it look fancy. And we tried a new technique that I've never done before, which was putting wood glue on the veneer and wood glue on on the on the plywood, letting it completely dry, and then ironing them together. And it worked out really good. That's In such past, an interesting technique. I'd never heard of that before. Uh, like two months ago, two different people at the same time were trying to tell me about this technique. I think one one of them was the guy from KenCraft, and then maybe Cameraman Dan or somebody else. And I was like, two people told me this within a matter of days. I got to give this a try. And in the past, I've done the contact cement, but the problem with the contact cement is it stinks really bad. And once you touch the two surfaces together, that's where that piece is going to stay forever. You can't pull that apart. With the wood glue, you can you have time to line it up and get it where you want it, huh. and then you just iron it on, and it worked out so good. I'm not. I'm hmm. kind of surprised this isn't a more common technique. Yeah, that's really uh, cool. It's a very good. It's a very good trick to have when you need it. Yeah, hmm. that's pretty that's awesome. So this week is Thanksgiving. Um, yes. So I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about Thanksgiving stuff, like recipes. No, I'm just kidding. About like what we're <laughs> thankful for. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, we do that kind of every year. We we end up at the end of the year talking about what we're thankful for, and then kind of look back at our year, and then look forward at the next year and stuff. So thought maybe we could take a stab at that. Um, and, you know, I don't remember, I feel like we probably did this last year, but it's super easy to talk about the, the really obvious stuff that we're thankful for, family, friends, opportunity. And not that those things aren't amazing, but it might be more interesting if maybe we did a little more personal or like less obvious stuff in our mm-hmm. lives that we're yeah. thankful for. Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. We haven't talked about this, but yeah, that might be cool. Well, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is that I'm very thankful for just this weekend is a is a recent reminder that when I go and do these events, or I've been traveling quite a bit, the people that show up and support what I do and have interesting, humble conversations afterwards and the people that are reiterating to me and us that what we're doing is making a difference in their lives. And it's very humbling and it's very nice. So I'm very thankful for the people that come and support us. And it's, you never know what you're going to get. And I was just talking to Connor and we didn't know what we were going to expect from the event because the place is so crowded. And when I saw the little event space, I was a little nervous because Festool was on before me and they didn't have a huge crowd. And I, I'm not saying I had a huge crowd either, but the chairs filled up a little bit more and then Saturday was more crowded. But, uh, it was just very nice to sit and talk to everybody afterwards and shake hands. And I signed a couple of books for young children. And it was really very nice. Also, there was a couple of young kids coming that were very excited to see me. And you could tell that what we all do is inspiring the younger generation. So I'm thankful that what I put out, what we do actually gets a, a response. And and it is having the effect that it has, the, that the desired effect. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that there's a a platform for people to show off their work 
because I use that as inspiration for a lot of stuff that I do. There's, I'm constantly looking on YouTube and Pinterest and Instagram for inspiration. And there's so many, like 20 years ago, there wasn't a place for people to share what they, what they could do. And so there would be all these amazing craftspeople and, and artists, and they're just working in their garage or in their studio. And now there's a place for everybody to share this. And it's such, it's so inspiring to see people's personal work. And I use that to fuel what I do. So thankful for technology. Yeah, for real. This would be a lot less interesting if we, <laughs> if we were all in our own little bubbles. If we were on our phones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking about this earlier, and a couple of things really stood out. One, of course, I'm thankful for the guys that I work with. They're um, super <laughs> fist-pumping fist behind me. Um, they're they're super good at what they do, and they they believe in what we're doing, and they're like on mission for like why we you know we have like a pretty a pretty concrete reason for why we do what we do, and they're totally in on that. Um, they're also really patient with my kind of scatteredness. It, it may seem like I like I have a plan a lot of time and I know what I'm doing, but there's a, also a big part of me that is just like frantic, trying to jump from thing to thing all the time, and you know, um, my, I get distracted and stuff. And they're all super patient and willing to jump around with me and kind of follow all those rabbit trails. Sometimes they create some as well, but I'm really thankful that I have those friends to work with and we, that we all get to kind of create some stuff together. Another thing I was thinking about that I'm really glad that I am, I think for the most part, well, I don't know how I want to say this. I'm, I'm out of the hustle phase <laughs> and maybe that's, maybe that's just right now and maybe I'll get back into it. But like, I was I was listening to a book over the weekend and it was talking about how there's kind of in entrepreneurship there's these kind of seasonal things where you have this to get something started you have to work really hard and you have to hustle but then that hustle gets glorified right and like everybody thinks like if you're not always going a thousand percent then you're not doing it well enough or you're not trying hard enough or you're not going to succeed but this book was talking about how there is a time for that. And then there's a time to step back and be like, well, at this point, I've done my job. I've done what I can do. Now it's out of my hands. And then there's this other part where you have to rest so that you can cycle again, so that you can like step back, have a realistic life, have life outside of your work, have things that you enjoy, recharge, and then go back to it. And I think you know, for the first several years of doing a business, and of course it's different for every business and every person, but for me, the first several years were like a ton of hard, consistent work. And it's not that I work less hard now, but I'm really thankful that for the fact that like I, at five, six o'clock, I go upstairs and I don't start on it again until nine in the morning. And I'm really thankful that my weekends don't feel like I have to cram in tons of extra work in the shop just to keep up. Like occasionally I do because I want to, because I, you know, I think we all have this kind of like itch to just always go down and do something, to tinker with something or make something. But I don't feel like the business is going to fall apart if I don't work through the weekends. I'm really thankful for that because I think, 
you know, with my family and stuff, it, it matters that you're around and that they are a priority. And so not being at that place where I feel like I have to work all the time is amazing. And, uh, I'm just, I'm grateful that I've gotten to that point. Well said. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, I'm also thankful that I have a little bit of disposable income for tools because I look back and like, think about how hard it was to come up with money for saw blades and like just the things to do the, the basic things. And now I'm like, well, you know, if, if, if I want to get another, whatever, like as long as it's reasonable, I can, I can go get it and not feel bad about it not worry about it and have a good excuse and I have the money for it. And that's pretty amazing. Cause I, I am fully aware that that's not something that the majority of people can just decide to go do without feeling the financial impact of. Yeah. Um, and obviously I don't have like, just, I can just buy anything I want, but I'm in a place where I wasn't a few years back. And that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's, I know that feeling as well. It's very nice. Well, I get everything for free, so it doesn't really matter, but it's very... <laughs> Still out. <laughs> yep. Uh, what am, I just had a good, I had a good I'm thankful for. And it's... Me? Me? Yeah. I'll just put my hand no, up. You know, I'm, this is going to sound hokey and, and pandering, but I am thankful that this podcast has kept going through i mean we never really had any ups and downs i think we've we've all three of us at one point or another is like oh this again and not just because it's <laughs> it's not fruitful and it's not fun and it's not interesting it's just because it's been going on for so long and but i'm thankful that the people listen and i'm thankful that the fans get a lot out of it it's the first thing i mostly always hear when i meet new people is i love the podcast and i'm thankful that the three of us are too shy to quit <laughs> amongst the three of us <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, you got. Oh, you're gonna come tomorrow. Okay, I'll see you there tomorrow. All right, great. <laughs> but it keeps it keeps going, and I'm thankful for that. And there doesn't seem to be an end in sight. And we have a huge ad campaign coming out for this for this podcast starting December second. All those ads that you see on TV are actually for this podcast. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I saw they started uh, yesterday. The ads. There was a, there was a good there was a good making it NBC ad. Yeah, it was rough. a lot of fun, like to make those ads. Like Jimmy had to dress up like Nick Offerman. Yeah. David, yep. you had to dress up like Amy Poehler. Yeah. I dressed yep. up as some other random person. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I believe. Great. Hey, didn't we start on Halloween? So that means we, we just had an anniversary one month ago. We did. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that was. So five that years. Six years. Maybe? Four years. Six years. Three six years. years. I think it's five six. years. Four. I think it was five. Yeah. Either but, way, that's a long time. That is a that's long, a long time. time. It's longer than most of my relationships. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I'm thankful that I'm thankful that we have a rhythm. For now, we've had really long, good stretch of rhythm. Whereas, for instance, with my other podcast, we we it, the, every single time we go to tape an episode, that date changes ten times before we actually ever nail it down. So we haven't mm-hmm. been able because there's new babies and you know different types of businesses that just keep people from moving. You know, keep people from being steady. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you guys and, and the fans that listen to this. I know it sounds pandering, but it's true. Yeah, See, it is true. I don't know if everybody knows this, but we record this podcast Monday at Monday morning at 9 a.m. And like Bob was saying, 
I've actually reduced my work just so I can keep enjoying things. So I don't do hardly any work over the weekend, except maybe just check some emails and social media stuff. But I definitely don't go into the shop much at all in the weekends. And so when we record this podcast Monday morning at 9 a.m., that kicks off a new week. And that really, yeah. it really Every sets week. the mood and just gets me pumped up to get started. That's true. Yep. I agree. What else we got? Dave, you're up. Uh, what am I thankful for? I, you know, yeah. I'm really thankful that I get to work with Dan. Dan is, he is nonstop coming up with new ideas. And that's, that's super inspiring to me. There's a, there's a, he's always questioning what I'm doing. And I think in any normal circumstance, I would get frustrated with somebody always questioning every step that I make. But I love it when he does that because he saves me, he saved me so many hours of work. He's like, you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, wait, why? Is there a better way? And he's like, well, and then I'm like, oh man, we almost screwed up the whole project. And so he's got a really good mind for problem solving, like way better than, than me. And I, th- I think I have a better mind for design. So we work well together in, in that arena. And he's just really fun to work with. We make each other laugh all the time. And he just, I'm excited for Tuesdays. I'm excited for Mondays when we record the podcast. And I'm excited for Tuesdays when he shows up to film. He just makes the projects better. And I, I can't even imagine, you know, starting a project by myself. It would, I, I need... I need I need the structure in my life. So I'm also thankful for having a set schedule and a structure every single week because it's it's the thing that keeps me going. So thank you, Dan, for being so dang smart. Hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with the structure. I think that helps me a lot too, to have some kind of like touchstones throughout the week that are things that we have to do. And, you know, the rest of the time throughout the week is often pretty flexible and... I feel like I feel like if I waste time, it's in those flexible periods where it's like, well, you know, I don't know if we should start the next thing or like maybe it's, you know, we got like an hour left today. It's probably not enough time to like cram in another bit of work for, you know, whatever the next step is. But that's where I end up losing time. But the really productive, consistent things are like we have a podcast to do. We have a video to release. And so we have to get everything done for that video release, you know, and I should probably get a few more of those kind of touch points, maybe like one a day so that I have not necessarily like a big release, you know, like a video release, but a thing that I always have to hit every day to kind of keep that a little bit tighter. Because I think I do end up throwing away a lot of time in like, a, well, I don't know if I should do this or this, you know, or like, what's the next, how much can I fit in today? I think I let go of time that I could be using wisely. Mm-hmm. But. Is it my turn? Sure. So I think I have a good one. I'm thankful that this community is not competitive, not competitive in a detrimental way. I mean, we're all competitive. We see what each other does and we're encouraged to do better for ourselves as opposed to other industries that I've been in, specifically when I've been at dinners with other television hosts. I remember me and my brother were like, we had this anxiety to meet people. And you could tell when you meet people that they're like, they're either jealous of what you do or or you're jealous of what they do because that was just the, the mood of the, that room or the mood of that industry. But this whole business that we do, if somebody's like doing gangbusters, I'm so excited to meet them because like the mood has been set in this industry. Like 
when we go to Maker Central, that's when we get a chance to meet some of the bigger guys. Like when I met Colin Furs, I was so excited to meet him. I was, I was so, I, I was totally fanboying out. And when I realized he knew who I was, I was like, you, you know who I am? I was like, you know who I am? I was so, it was really funny. And the same thing recently happened. And uh, I, I, had, I had a secret meeting with this old Tony. I didn't take any pictures. I didn't do any Instagram. He, he didn't want, he just said no cameras. This old Tony, I got to meet him. And I was so starstruck. And so was he. The two of us were like, uh, 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 so like, what do you want to talk about now? It was, it was really weird. That's awesome. Yeah. But we, we ultimately got through that and we, we met for coffee for a few hours, uh, about three weeks ago. It was in between trips. I, I just had a Sunday afternoon and he wrote me an email. He said, where are you tomorrow? Will you be in New York? I said, if you're going to be there, I will definitely be there. So I drove down to New York and we spent a few hours together and then, but it was fantastic. And that I'm so thankful that that community, this community is like that that we can inspire and encourage each other to, to do better. And, you know, I can totally admire what somebody does when they do it much better than me. And I don't feel a sense of, Oh, I wish I could do that. It, it's, I'm like, wow, he does it so good. Let let me give him my project. It, so that's, that's what I love. It's, it's not the sense of, of, of weirdness. It, it's totally yeah. not weird. And that's that's one thing I'm very thankful for for this whole industry that we're all in. Totally agree. And there's it's funny because there's actually been a few over the years, a few people, a few situations where things will come up and like kind of be thorny, right? They'll kind of come up and just be like this, like kind of opposite of the community, and they come up and try to like get attention or get you know dig at other people, and they get shut down and pushed out by this open community. Like everybody's like, nope. That doesn't work here. Like, it does. It does cool. stand out. I can't. I can't identify in a situation I was in because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But there was one person that was like kind of overtly jealous of somebody else, and he got shut down. It was. It was a little awkward for everybody listening, and uh, and anyway, the people involved mm-hmm. handled it like gentlemen, and it, and it kind of went away. But you're right. You're absolutely right. I, can't, I wish I could say more about that, but I can't. Anyway, well, it just it's really it speaks a lot to the community if they can we can kind of self-police yeah. to maintain the openness and like the friendliness of the community to take those those weeds that come up and either try to like integrate them and say like oh no this is how we actually act mm-hmm. to yeah. each other like we're all cool you know like be right. cool be a part of it mm-hmm. or they just like <laughs> don't act like that here yeah. I think that's really cool Yeah, so, I, I'm thankful for that I'm really thankful that I have a career that kind of fits my personality in the past i've had i've i've switched from being a photographer to a graphic designer to a web developer i've done the the recording studio thing i i i would get bored or a new interest would come up and i would just switch and i've taken a lot of left turns in my career and i can kind of just do that now i know that you know, I, I, may, I mostly do woodworking stuff, but now I can just do other things. And there's a core group of people that are just excited to see whatever I, I do. And so I'm really thankful that I've had this career that I, I can just, I can make go-kart videos now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to weld, but I can make welding videos now. Like I, I people can share that journey with me. I'm just, I, how did I get so lucky to be able to, just make up my own job. Like yeah. today, after we're done with the podcast, I can do whatever I want to do. How 
crazy is that? I grew up always wanting to have my own business and I always thought it was going to be this web-based thing and I always thought it was going to be like selling stuff online and never in my wildest dreams would think I get to make stuff whatever I want and there's going to be an amazing group of people who are excited to see that. How cool is that? Yeah, that is really cool. And yeah, the being able to take the left turns anytime you want is like, it's like no other career. I mean, the, you, how many doctors do you know that would be like, you know what? I think today I'd rather weld. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> you can't do that. You got a, you got a doctor. The whole no, time. no. Well, a doctor who does foot <laughs> surgery, he can't say, hey, you know what? Tomorrow I want to try. I want to try brain surgery. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. yeah let yeah. me try brain surgery. How, how hard could it be? We'll put it on YouTube. It'll be fine. <laughs> hey, if I fail, everybody's going to learn. That's right. <laughs> Everybody yeah, but that, that definitely one doesn't work. Um, I'm I'm really thankful for the fact that my wife has started doing pottery. Oh, that's I mean, cool. And this is something has nothing to do with me. Um, but I'm just she. So before we had kids, she made jewelry and she had a little jewelry studio in this part of Savannah. There was like this kind of little artist area, and all these artists would have these studios around, and you could walk up there and find you know painting and handmade goods and all this stuff. And so she would had this little studio where she would make jewelry and sell it with a friend of hers. And she did that for a few years. And it was like one of those things where I tried to stay out of it as much as possible. And like, if you need help, I'll help you. But this is your business. You run it how you want to run it. You know, that type of thing. And she did it and did it well and ended up giving away more jewelry than she sold because that's how she is. But she did that. And then um, when she got pregnant for the first time, it didn't make sense to keep that open because she just couldn't be there that much. And so that was 12 years ago. And since then, she hasn't made a whole lot of stuff, little things here and there, hasn't done much jewelry. She she started crocheting and things like that. But she's mostly a mom. You know, She spends a huge amount of time taking care of other people. And so now that all of our kids are in school, it's the second year they've all been in school, she has more time on her hands during the day and it was like, she didn't know what to do with it at first. And so I said, you know, just like, you, you, like, we're blessed enough that you don't have to work. I mean, you can if you want to, if you find something you want to do, go for it. But like, you don't, you have time to experiment to like, go learn some stuff, go volunteer somewhere if you want to or whatever. And she somehow got to know this uh, friend of hers who does pottery and was doing classes. And she just wanted to go try it once. And she has been going now twice a week to work on pottery at this girl's house for, I, I don't know, maybe a year now or something, a long time. And she's gotten really good. She used to come home with these, these little coffee cups that were like tiny that like you make them a certain size and they shrink. So she'd make these tiny ones that were kind of wonky and they were still awesome because she made them. But she came home recently with a box of pieces that were beautiful mm. and they were like, well done, finished all sorts of crazy colors and stuff on them. She's working on sets of plates. Like she just has taken to it. And uh, it's it's just really awesome to see her find a thing. And she, she does this with a lot of stuff, but she found a thing that she's really good at that she wants to invest time into. And you can see the results of that time. You know, she's just getting better at it. And I don't know, I'm really thankful that she's making stuff because she wants to make it and it, I don't really have anything to do with it. You know, it's not like she's inheriting something that I like and she's doing it because we can do it together. It's not like that. It's like, this is her thing. And now I want to learn how to do it so that I can 
do pottery with her hmm. the other direction. I think that's really cool. I'm very thankful for the local community that I'm developing here in East Durham. And I'm very thankful uh, for Austin and his family that we did the maker camp. I was thinking the other day, he and I started to develop the concept that we're going to probably do at the end of May for the racetrack. His family is going to be involved. So if we have a multitude of people, more than three, they can rent a room at his place and spend the weekend for the racetrack event that I'm slowly developing and thankful for the community that's developing up here because when i first moved up here i hardly knew anybody even though i had owned my house up here for several years i mean more than more than 12 or 13 years i owned the house before i moved up here full time and i hardly knew anybody and i i am i'm thankful to taylor because she's the one who meets new people i'm just i just stay in my lane especially Mm. locally where you can't like do instagram with the locals you gotta actually talk to them but through Instagram and social media, I have friends all over the world. It's so easy to make friends. But when you actually have to press the flesh and talk to people and meet them at the counter at the coffee shop, I'm getting better at it. And now that I'm introduced into the community, it's a lot easier because people will be like, oh, you're the guy that got the racetrack or you're the guy that makes the YouTube videos. So it's a lot easier now that people are starting to know me. But I'm very thankful for the local community. My, my new friend, Mike, who's been such a tremendous help this summer. Mike, my friend Mike Chuck, he's in some of my stories. And Patrick, of course, Patrick has been a tremendous help. And Patrick realized that we were kind of friends through certain family members. And and I live in the house he grew up in, odd coincidence. And he said, he said, I just want to be part of this community, whatever I could do. And I was like, well, my big bar needs electric. And he's like, let's do it. And it was that easy. And, and he's been working on that ever since. And it's uh, and then you know Brett's Brett's loyalty to what we do here, and and now I got a new friend Aaron who's been working his way into here, and so it's I'm just thankful for the people that take care of my my stuff and support what we all do here. So, so. it's um, I I always feel like I'm bragging, and I'm I I never I don't know that what I'm thinking in my head is coming out right, so. I'm, I'm thankful for a lot of these these things, and I want to be real clear that I am not bragging that I have all of these tools and this opportunity, and this is this is this is the the career. But uh, one of the things that I'm um, really thankful for is how I've grown as a person because I used to be very closed in my what I would allow into my life as far as like in what I would allow to inspire me, what I think or thought I could do. And I think a lot of that had to do with when I was growing up, just anxiety issues and just being super shy. And now as I'm getting older, I uh, I can accept things. I'm like, oh, I, 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 can, I can like racing. I used to like racing as a kid. I, I lo- Now I like racing as, as an adult and I'm allowing these things into my life. And when I was a little bit more shy i wouldn't i wouldn't do fun stuff and so this year i got the opportunity to take the the metal sculpting class at the local art museum and i'm gonna take a glass making class here at the uh one of the places here in town and i'm just thankful that i've learned to grow out of my issues and just be more open Hmm. and accepting things that's awesome yeah it's it's hard to grow when you've got like a bunch of shields up. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I find that in myself a lot too, where I'm, I'm just resistant to something just because I've always been resistant to it. Yeah. Like for no particular reason, you know? And yeah. 
that's tough, but it's good to get out of that. Um, anything else jump to mind? Anybody? I think there's a thousand things that I'm thankful for. For sure. I'm thankful. I'm old enough to know the difference between life before computers and life now, <laughs> as are many of our audience. So I'm thankful for the new technology that creates a life that nobody ever would have expected. It's funny, the other night when we were in the theater watching Nick, you look around you before the show starts and every single person has an iPhone in their hand and a glow on their face. Every single person. It's like we're all part of some weird army and this is like one of our pieces <laughs> of gear. Yeah. Including me. You know, we're all checking our last minute texts and social media before we took the phone away for the show. Do you guys justify it? Like, oh, well, I'm a social media star, so I have to check my social medias. Like, do you ever find that's yourself what I, justifying that's it? That's what I like, tell Taylor. <laughs> yeah, well, Taylor never even knows where her phone is. She's like, have you seen my phone? And I'm like, I'll see her phone on the counter, and I put it in my pocket. And then we go to dinner, and she's like, give me your phone. I want to look up something. And I just hand her her phone. Like, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That is how unattached she is to her phone. But me, I, when, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm answering comments. I'm getting involved. I'm checking. I'm waiting for that job to come through. I, I put out that quote, you know, I'm, I'm making sure this upload worked. I'm constantly checking because that's my job. I need it. Not, not like regular mm. people. No, but I'm thankful for the, to be alive in this moment of technology that is just, just gangbusters. It's just amazing. It's like almost a little bit out of my control now because like I said, every time new technology comes out, I'm like, eh, I'm okay with this right now. But something <laughs> I am thinking about is, like, for instance, although over the weekend, everybody I was hanging out with had had the Apple Watch. And, and I'm kind of always, like, half on the fence. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll keep my Apple Watch on my right hand and I'll leave my Rolex on my left hand as usual. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. But I also, I think I want to upgrade to a new camera coming into the new year. I was just thinking about just to treat myself for Christmas and just get some, I'm, I'm starting to notice some of my, my cinematography is just a little flat. So I want to get a little experimental. I'm inspired by Jocko to get a nice camera. Start experimenting mm -hmm. with some more cinematography. So, I mean, again, it's just, it's just an amazing, it's just an amazing moment window of, to be alive. You know, we could, I could have been alive when, you know, I could have been shoeing horses in you know a brand new town out west yeah and that that would have been the most cutting edge technology like the new hammer and the new greater coal i would have been like god what a time to be alive you think that imagine they're not going to invent anything else we got the best hammer get the best type of steel <laughs> for horseshoes the best nails man we what a great best horses yeah ever. that's what i'm saying you know like every time we're on the very if you happen to be on the edge of whatever that edge is you think to yourself this is this is wow can you imagine Wow, look at this. Mm. Porcelain. Wow, whatever. I don't know. Glass, real glass in the windows. Wow, this is crazy. What Do you remember, I might have mentioned this, but did you guys realize there was a time sometime in the 1800s, we could look up the technical uh, facts, but there was, the guy wanted to close the patent office because he said everything's been invented. What? There was really? a, yeah, this is a true fact. There was a guy you can probably on YouTube or Instagram or whatever. It's it's on the you can look it up on eBay. There was a guy who said we have enough products. Let's just shut down the patent office. There's no reason to keep inventing stuff. Wow. One of the early governmental office guys. One of the early trolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. That's funny. 
That's it. Um, speaking speaking of uh, hammers, I'm thankful but frustrated by the fact that I tried to buy one of Alex Steele's hammers this weekend when he launched his store. Like, I, I was at the computer at 6 o'clock when it launched. <laughs> I hit the button, and it said, we can't ship this to your address. And I was like, that's not cool. So I hit it again and hit it again and then got on their chat and talked to the person. He was like, I don't know. We have a lot of people buying them right now. Just try again. And then I hit it again, and it said sold out. Aww. So I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated that I didn't get one, but I'm so thankful that he's started a new business and that it's working. Yep. I mean, you know, initial sales to sell out of your initial thing of products that you've had somebody else make for you is that's awesome Good you know you know alec held back a couple hammers just use your clout your channel you got big channel numbers you can just call up and i'll give it to you yeah. you know i want to buy it i want to support the business no well you know people all the time say that they can't get an ice pick for one reason or another and i just send them one and then they'll venmo me or whatever but so you know you just yeah. go outside the, the thing i'm sure alex has a couple hammers on the side he's safe especially for the likes of you alec alec if you're listening i will happily pay you for a hammer if you have another hammer. I happily pay you Tuesday <laughs> for hammer today. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I'm wondering, Jimmy had an amazing topic, but we're sort of like, I think it's a full show. Yeah, I think I, it's a full I, show. We could do it. I think we hold off on that topic until next week. Okay. Because it's yeah, that good. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. we'll just do that next week. This is this turned yeah. out good. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, well, we're, I mean, we're only like 41 minutes in. We're a little short. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Anything else been going on? Any plans for the upcoming week? For Thanksgiving? Anything like that? I was going to well, maybe. I haven't heard from him. I got to call him after we're done. David Welder reached out to me last week. And he's like, who? what are you doing? The David who? Welder. Yeah. He <laughs> said, what are you name. doing the couple days before Thanksgiving? And he said, let's, let's get together and hang out. So... I said, yeah, come on up and we'll make a video. So if not if not this week, because I haven't heard from him, he hasn't confirmed, and he's in New York, and or he's always traveling, but he has an empty week this week. If uh, in the next, either this week or the not-too-distant future, Dave and I are going to try and get together and make a video, just for old time's sake, something, something, somewhere, somehow. So that's exciting. Just thinking about hanging out with Dave. Is, is Dave's, Dave's definitely a family member here, and, and we love him. A lot of people didn't really know what happened, but Dave just started getting more and more jobs from the liquor companies that I was working for. They, they, it was funny because they would, they stopped hiring me to go on the road. They're like, you're too old. We're not going to, and you're too expensive. We don't need to pay you all this to move boxes and set up displays. You're too old. And so they start hiring Dave and they give me the cool stuff in the shop that I don't have to actually travel with. I could just ship it. And Dave is the young spry young chippy that runs around and works for these guys. And Dave's like a, basically like a, a hired gun where they'll say a truck is going to meet you in Dallas. And you're going to have three helpers and you're going to set up this event. It's going to be two days and then you're going to mm. break the event down. So similar to what we did, but that company proof media mix that I've been working for for so many years has grown very large to the point where they have like five teams at any given moment where in the past it was just me and the owners and a couple of other people going and setting up these events. Now they have like five or six teams going around the country at any given time. And Dave's part of all those teams. So that's what Dave's been doing. He's always on the road. Every time I check in with him, he's in a different city doing something mostly for bullet bourbon, but for some of the other brands there, like, like Seagram's and Dickel. So that's what he's been up to. So, like I said, we might have a little holiday hangout. And then it's my dad's 80th birthday. 
coming up this weekend and we're going to get together with my dad and I wanted to maybe start tell me what you guys think of this I wanted to maybe start I haven't been doing vlogs as much and one of my goals for the new year is to get back into it and I thought one interesting aspect to try and make it cool would be I'd do a vlog and I would do like one interesting interview could be like a good long interview might be 10 minutes long I'm doing these just for posterity I don't expect them to get huge ratings I want to maybe do my dad as my first interview. I've interviewed him very briefly here and there, but I want to like sit down with him and interview him for like an hour and like make a solid like 15 minute edit. So that's something I'm thinking about. And then it, my dad might be first one. And then whoever else I find super interesting to sit down with and just interview for like a solid hour and then take another good solid 15, 20 minute edit out of that. So that's something I'm thinking about doing coming up that's something yeah, i yeah. want you to do really bad i think that would <laughs> be amazing I think that would be awesome. yeah thank you thank i think you. even if you like regardless of what the final edit came out to have a solid hour of video of you talking to your dad yeah that will mean something to you indefinitely absolutely of, yeah you know it's funny because like all of a sudden both of my parents are, are 80 like my mom will be 80 in the spring and my dad's 80 next month and it's just like wow like mm. they're 80 you know like 20 years ago 80 sounded like somebody that would you know, be it, immobile. Like, right, like, yeah, right. And my, both my parents, like my mom's like, I think I'm going to retire. Like my mom has been an ophthalmologist assistant for like 40 years. She's like, I think I'm going to retire. I don't know. She's like, I don't know what to do with myself if I retire. She's 80. She walks like three miles every couple of days down at the boardwalk to stay in shape. And, and my dad never stops. He's constantly every flea market everywhere, everywhere buying stuff he doesn't need. And it's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. But like I said, suddenly it's like, whoa, so much time has elapsed. And it's just, I still feel like I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. It's crazy. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. I remember when my parents were in there, I think I remember when my dad turned 50, I was like, dude, he's like, on the way out. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like now, you know, he's in his 70s and still like as active as he's ever been and, you know, whatever. And I'm 50s on the horizon for me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not it's not that old. It's yeah. like uh, it's like the new 25. <laughs> I rem Yeah, I remember there was a David Bowie's 50th birthday party thing on TV. And I remember thinking like. Oh man, that's gotta suck to be fifty years old and musician <laughs> because you're, you're, it's over. Like that's yeah, way that's way too old. And I'm forty four years old now. Like my fiftieth birthday party's coming up soon, <laughs> dude. And I still have so much that I want to do and so much that I can do. So it's it's yeah. You always is, remember. Uh, you always remember where you were when you turned fifty. I was hanging out with Jocko. We were driving home from an Atlanta Wood show driving in my car the day I turned 50. And I, I might have talked about this. Taylor said, what do you want for your birthday? I said, I want a, I want a New Yorkie puppy. And me and Jocko drove like 50 hours. And the whole time, Jocko was just going, I hope there is a puppy when we get to your house. I hope there's a puppy. <laughs> I'm really looking for... Because Jocko loves little dogs like me. The two of us are like girls. Yeah. And we got here and there was no puppy. Oh. But anyway, we got chippy a couple of months later. But we were yeah. both so excited. We didn't know if Taylor was surprising me or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, um, let me thank our Patreon supporters. 
then you guys can figure out what you're going to recommend because mm. I haven't figured that out yet. Have oh, an boy. Idea, but. oh, boy. Uh, big thanks to everybody that helps us out on Patreon. We are really grateful for every single person over there. I want to be really clear. And I know Absolutely. I say that every time, but Absolutely. like, it really means a lot because we don't do sponsors. We don't really like. I've been thinking stuff. about. I've been thinking about another poster. We got to come up with something funny. Maybe maybe the fans okay. could suggest some. Maybe the guys on Patreon could suggest a funny poster. Because I have to get back into printing again for the for. It's a little late now, but I've been meaning to make some posters for Christmas. I might do that this week. So if anybody has any ideas for a funny poster, or if maybe we could do like a poster little thingy dingy. I don't know. We'll come up with something. I wonder, you know, wonder if it would be cool. Like, Good. Uh, I I was just gonna say like if the three of us could get involved and maybe we each make like a little five by seven card and you can come up with, we can come oh, up with dude, a kit. That would be perfect. Why don't each one of us do so the three of us could do a postcard and we could send out a set. There you go. I like that idea. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, I was going to say, go ahead. You go. Well, now finish that idea. Oh no. I, there's the standard size I use. It's four and a quarter by six and a quarter. I buy these like 600 pound, they're really thick. They're like my card, they're like cardstock postcards that I buy. Those are the ones that I give out occasionally, and so I have I have about six or eight hundred of those. So we could just run, you know, a third, mm. third, and a third of whatever the design is. That would be cool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I was going to say what we should make a poster like at what episode is this? Two thirty something nine? Two thirty nine? Maybe at like two fifty? Uh huh. We make a poster. That is all of the titles of all of the 250, just a huge amount of text, like all the <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, covering yeah. an entire big poster. I, I love I that idea. Awesome. You make that, and I'll print it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. By we, I mean you. Yeah. That's uh, what I meant. But I like the, yeah, the, the I, individual postcard collection. We'll definitely do that, and we'll definitely do yeah. that, too. I like both of those. Cool. I need to get Sweet. back into printing more. Yeah. Well, Patreon supporters, we'll figure out a way to get everybody a poster or whatever. We'll figure that out. Um, we are grateful for everybody that helps us out over there, especially our top patrons. Corey Ward works by Solo. Chad from Mancrafting, Maker and Training, Fun Kiss Artistic Creations, Blondie Hacks, You Can Make This Too, Modern DIY, and Jenny and Davis. Um, but there's a whole list of other people uh, at lower tiers. We're grateful for everybody that helps us out and everybody even a dollar a month or a dollar an episode gets you the after show, which is more talking. I feel like I had something kind of like secret. I wanted to talk about after oh. in today's after show. I can't think of what it was, but we'll try to figure it out. Anyway, it's a whole separate feed, separate audio file. You get the, the feed URL when you sign up for Patreon. So if you want to do that, go to patreon.com slash making it and help us out. Yep. Or if you can't do that, you can just share the show with somebody else that you think might enjoy it. That would be awesome, too. You know, there's still people that send me messages that say that they they just found the show and they go back to listen to every episode. That's fantastic. That is insane. I mean, I mean, cool, but <laughs> wow. That's a lot. Bob, don't That's be so judgy. Yeah, it's, oh, I didn't mean that in a judgy way. That's, <laughs> That's impressive, I guess, is that what is. I was trying to say. That is. That's a lot of us. But, um, yeah, all right. So you guys got anything cool you want to recommend? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm going to recommend Wesley Treat. I don't know if you guys know Wesley Treat. He's a, he makes signs. Okay. He's like an up-and-coming YouTube channel. He's doing actually, his channel's doing pretty good. I don't know where he's at, but he's been making some really good content for a few years now. And 
when he was here for the maker camp, he was at the Catskill maker camp, he got super fear of missing out and he hopped in his car in Texas and drove here. And he ended up hanging out with us for a few days. It was nice to see him. He drove all the way here from Texas just because he was so excited about the idea of what we were up to. And while he was hanging out in my shop at one point, uh, because we went right into this like pilot that we ended up making. So there was a few days, there was like one day overlap where there was a few people here. Michael Elm was here and Wesley was here and a couple of other guys. So they all helped clean up my shop while we were busy doing something else with the TV crew. So I thank him for that. But he also stole one of my Plasma Cut Duresta logos. And he got home and he sent me a picture of it. He goes, hey, I stole this. I hope you don't mind. He goes, but I'm going to do something really cool with it. <laughs> and I was like, awesome. Ask and, for forgiveness. And Yeah. And so he he put a video together, hopefully by this Friday, when, when this show gets aired, it will be published. He just wanted my blessing and he didn't need it. He did such an amazing job on a really simple, fun concept. And so every single time I put up a new video, this duress design that he beautifully crafted, sends out a siren and it blinks red like it's basically like a like an air raid horn that's awesome so in the corner of his shop he has it hooked up to some you know magical technology that every time it has its own email so every time it gets a notification that i put up a video it bleep blares in the corner of his shop that is very <laughs> cool oh man <laughs> i would just start he, putting up all kinds of videos just for no reason yeah. Oh my god. Oops, I uploaded everything twice. My bad. Sorry, Wesley. <laughs> so Wesley, thank you for that. That was that is oh, really awesome. Very novel idea. Very cool. Cool. Hmm. So my pick is a photo and video channel, and the guy's channel is called Potato Jet. It's a really stupid name. He knows it's a stupid name. But it's it's um he does does there's a lot of like camera reviews, but there's also like some great how tos. There's some great interviews. He interviewed some um documentary filmmaker a few months ago and it was just it was an inspiring interview. Just a great channel. At first I started watching the videos just to get information, but I didn't subscribe. I wasn't I wasn't completely into his personality. It's kind of like a higher energy thing. And then after I watched it, I'm like, this is who this guy is. And I now, I now like it. So it, it took a little bit to grow on me, but now I get excited when, when he puts out new videos and they're very informative and he, um, he does a great thing. So he might, um, he might get a new camera and do a review on that camera. And then like halfway through the, the video, he's just out doing like a little vloggy thing and you're like wait we took a left turn what happened to the review and then you kind of realize like you're being set up like everything was recorded with this camera and now we're going to go back and review the footage and he does a really good job of not just being in the studio and and talking to a camera but he takes it out and this they're just really good entertaining videos so potato jet cool i actually now that i look him up i recognize him from a peter mckinnon video yeah he was like there was a bunch of different video people in one and he looked familiar. So yeah. cool. Um, I kind of have two. One is the same one I mentioned last week. I just wanted to reiterate the Imagineering story on Disney plus. If you're at all into Disney, like not, not the cartoony Disney, but like the amazing production and what they do to create the vast array of stuff that they do you should watch the Imagineering story because it, it just shows so much behind the scenes of like their shops and the way that they created like animatronics for the parks and mm. figured out rides and all the stuff they have to think about. It's just mind boggling the scale at which 
Disney does stuff. And I think they're like maybe three episodes in now, and it's it's well worth the watch. It's it's really cool. Um, so that's the same as last week. But also uh, Tyler Bell, you know Tyler Bell. Yeah, Tyler Bell makes cool stuff, um, and he made a home run machine. Oh, yeah, and he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he sent me the link to it and said, like, I'm not really into sports either. Check this out. And so he made a machine to make a home run. So you should definitely go check that video out. It's only got like 400 and something views. Go give the guy some more views. Awesome. He's a nice guy. Um, what else we got? Anything? I just one more. One more. Thank you. I know we were supposed to yeah. uh, avoid the, the obvious, but I'm just. Right now in my life, this is this is like the best I've ever been. This is the best place I've ever been. Just, I'm really thankful for having you guys in my life. You, you, both of you are partly responsible for me being in the best place I've ever been. Kelly, thank you, Dan, my friends, like the the community that listens and and watches the video. Like I'm just I'm so happy right now, and thank you. That's awesome. Ditto. Yes. That's a cheap cheap way to agree, but ditto. <laughs> ditto. <laughs> <With you>. <laughs> ditto. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let's go to the after show, uh, and I'll try to remember that thing I was going to talk about. All right. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody. <clears throat> Have a good Thanksgiving. I guess it's already happened, but I hope it was great. Have a good <clears throat> weekend with friends and family, <clears throat> and we'll see you next time. Um, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> hold on. <clears throat> um, love you. Love you.